Hello and welcome to a special episode of Text Talks The Red. 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 Red edition. Radisson Red presents a playful twist on the conventional and their latest addition to their family is Radisson Red Rosebank in Johannesburg, a super slick hotel that I've had the pleasure of being walked through from top to bottom. From the brightly lit foyer flanked by meticulously curated artworks to the unparalleled views from their rooftop bar, Radisson Red injects new life into their hotels through personal touches that make you feel thoroughly at home. Radisson Red gives you the chance to tune in and out, switching effortlessly between business and pleasure. And in this special four-part series, I will be highlighting four individuals that represent Radisson Red's four pillars through art, music, design, and fashion. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Text Talks, the Red Edition. Today, I am talking to a multi-award winning singer-songwriter who single-handedly spearheaded a new wave of pop and R&B in South Africa, and with her female-focused festival, Rosefest, became an entrepreneurial force to be reckoned with. I am, of course, talking about Shekinah. Shekinah, my friend, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, it's only a pleasure. Can you believe that it's been five months since you released your second album, Trouble in Paradise? Five months since we last spoke. It's crazy. And after the booming reception that you received when you released your album, how do you feel now that people have picked their favorite songs and, you know, have had time to resonate with the music? I feel happy. (laughs) I'm so happy. (laughs) Happy it's done, happy it's out. But I also think um, it's very interesting to see people's favorite songs change. And I think they change Mm. along with the seasons. Um, I'm like constantly watching what's streaming, what's not streaming, how, you know, that kind of gives me a good implication as to how people are feeling. And um, there's a song on the project called Insecure and sometimes Insecure is like the top streaming song and then sometimes it's not. So I love that because that's really just how I am. Sometimes I'm super confident and then sometimes I'm super insecure. So I'm glad that people, I think, are using the album for what I wanted it to be, just like a, a friend um, in dark times and in good times. Mm. I remember when we sat down just before the album dropped, you said that I Love It Here was one of your favorite tracks. And I was wondering if you still feel the same way, because I'm pretty sure that like with anything that you create, your relationships with different songs change over time. You know, you were just saying how your fan base love Insecure and sometimes, it, you know, it, it fluctuates from being the most streamed to third or fourth or whatever. But how's your relationship with your track specifically, I Love It Here? I think with I Love a Cheer, um, I can't believe I said that that was my favorite. <laughs> I'm like, did I really? Got it on record. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, it, it. I think it's become even more of a favorite at the moment. Um, I think because I'm just at a space where I'm so peaceful and comfortable and, like, confident with all the highs and the lows and, like, um, I love it. Yeah. Like I love it in the good times and I love it in the bad times. I love, I love being in situations that don't work out because I get to learn um, a lot more. 
and I love being in situations that do work out because it's just so positive. So I'm in a better space in that sense where I'm like, cool, like I think the album is just so much stress. It's so it feels so great. Um and I love it. <laughs> Literally I love I love where I'm at at the moment and there's just so much more to do, which I also love. Um that I haven't reached my all my goals yet for this album and just for myself as a person. So I love that there's still room to grow as much as I feel like I'm getting older. <laughs> mm. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure if I told you last time, but I love it here is one of my favorites because it evokes that really summery carefree feeling about you know like growing up by the beach or like summertime vibes with your friends when like you had no responsibilities and it's just it's a really great nostalgic but also carefree song but that's one of my favorites but then I also really 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 like questions probably like hands down my favorite of the album not only because I've been in the situation that you're talking about but (laughs) also because your lyrics, Shekinah, they cut to the quick, like you don't mess around. And I was wondering when you listen to a song that you've written about a very specific situation, can you still relate to that time and that place or have you moved on? Oh, always. I just, um, I feel the same way. Oh, first of all, shout out to Noble and Manana for writing that song with me. It's the first time I've I had a other writers on a song um and that's why the song is so great and i think that's why it, it cuts i love what you just said you said cuts to the what did you say cut to points or whatever that was really cuts cool. to the quick um cuts to the quick that's so dope um i i think that's <laughs> what helped um make the the moment like or what i was trying to say cut to the quick um i'm very long-winded <laughs> so i think with that song it cuts to the quick because i had other writers that helped me like get to the point um but to your point um i do i do i feel like i get transported like back into time when I listen to even with Suited I feel like I can literally remember how joyful I was to be in love (laughs) um and you know to have that college love and it was such a good time and obviously I wrote that song in such high spirits and I can I literally just smile when I think about it whether that relationship lasted or didn't um I really take from the good and I think with questions um it's a very personal situation um but Mm -hmm. also yeah it just takes me back to that space where I was like wow I used to question so much and I think I should continue to question so much so um I do I do and like I said um it may be about one specific situation, like maybe inspired the song. But um, when I look at everything as a whole, um, I realized, you know, at the age of 27, you know, on Saturday, I feel like I do need to question um, a lot more. You know, I feel like you, we can't keep getting hurt the same way or making the same mistakes or keep kissing our friends <laughs> or whatever it is that we do. Um, so questions really like ask questions about you know before you do something when you get to a certain space in your life like protect yourself um it I think it's called self-love when you ask yourself questions difficult ones Mm. and I think also that's why your fan base is so dedicated because you talk about real life issues and you don't sugarcoat things right you get to the point and questions I love what you said now about 
you know, being able to get to a certain age and be reflective in situations where you ask yourself questions as a form of self-love and self-care. I love that. Yeah, it definitely is. I think when we're young, we just head, dive into everything, try everything, do everything um, without really, you know, thinking about the repercussions or like, you know, what, what would happen if I do this or if I do that? And I think I'm just at the age now where I know like, okay, cool, I, I do want to, you know, <laughs> I do want to spend my money on this pair of shoes, but, um, <laughs> you know, is it the right thing to do right now or can I wait a month and then buy them next month? That was honestly the most PG <laughs> explanation I could give. But um, yeah, it's just really just, I really find myself questioning everything I do. And not like in the sense where I feel like I'm, I don't know, surveilling myself, but just in the sense where I feel like it's protecting and it's, it's a form of protection for myself. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the new Radisson Red because it's next door to your other home away from home, Sony Music Entertainment. And I know that recently you were working and recording at Sony and then you were staying at Radisson. So how, I want to know how that experience was of like working there and recording at Sony and then coming back to the Radisson to like relax after a day in studio. First of all, I, I love the Radisson Red. Um, no cap, literally no cap, um, no plugging needed. Um, I literally am obsessed with the room. Um, I don't know what it is about the room. I think this, it's just so playful and it, that that's just really me. And I think after like having a very like serious situation, like trying to get stuff done, I enjoy doing that, you know, I enjoy coming to a room where the door has two mirrors, like one mirror this side and then another mirror that side and then the bathroom <laughs> is all red. And, you know, um, so I like I like things that are just more than what they seem. Um, and I feel like that's what the hotel is for me. Uh, I, I got a surprise by it. it. It just had so many different like nooks and this and whatever. And I spent a lot of time there. Um, I did use the gym. Surprise, surprise, everyone. Um, I you? used the gym while I stayed. And? I did, babe. No one believes me. Um, <laughs> I'm not, like, against exercise. Um, I just love eating as well. Um, so it's, it's a bit of a weird combo. But the whole place is beautiful. I think the artwork also is unreal. All of it is shot on iPhones. I know that because I ask about everything. Um, I'm super annoying and chatty. But the art is so beautiful. And... Um, it's just a nice experience, like just different little places and like secret little hideouts and the rooftop is a nice little gym. And they told me that they're going to try and change it every six months. And like, which is also a nice opportunity um, because they're going to use another different local um, photographer. I actually stayed at the Radisson Red in Rosebank for the first time last week. I came up to Joburg for just a 24-hour in and out vibe for an event and the only place that I didn't check out was the gym. That's why I asked. And like everybody there was so friendly. Like in the morning when I had breakfast, like the guy behind the, the, the counter who was pouring me tea was like explaining to me about the different kinds of tea. And it's just like I get a very different sense of what kind yep. of hotel it is. I've stayed in a lot of hotels. I'm sure you have too. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it really does feel like a warm and welcoming space. I don't know if you felt that as well. 
hundred percent. That's why, like, I wanted to say that as well. Um, but it was just like, geez, everyone like really cares and is really interested. And um, yeah, and everyone just kept asking, how are you? Are you good? How's your stay? What's happening? They didn't have toasted cheese on the menu, but I was like, yo, please make me a toasted cheese. And they were like, of course. And I, it just didn't feel so like formal. Like um, mm. it didn't feel so like normal hotel, like very formal ma'am or very just like um, <laughs> protocol-y. It just felt like welcome home, you know, Um and that's not often. Uh, so I kind of really enjoyed my stay there. It was more of a feeling than really anything about the building, even though the building is amazing. Mm. I also saw a story of you jawling on the rooftop. Yes. On our yes. mutual friend, Jade Leaf's Instagram. <laughs> yes. Shout out, Jade. Boo. Yes. Yes. Um, Shout out to Jade. <laughs> how great is that rooftop space? Like, I feel like it could be utilized so well for, like, summertime and sunset events. How, how did you feel about that space? Rooftop was unreal. Went there with my girls. We went there um, for some mimosas, ended up staying for dinner. Um, and, geez, it was beautiful. I love the fact that the pool's there. Um, and I love, I just had a great time. I mean, view of Joburg. Um, beautiful like decor, outdoor vibes, um, lovely circle bar, like just good vibes. And honestly, um, constantly being checked up on and make sure you're okay also makes you feel super safe. Uh, we had too much fun on the rooftop. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> but, you know, I like a good jaw as much as the next person. And I know that you do too. But I recently saw on your social that you were promoting responsible going out and yes, eating baby. before you go out or, or mm -hmm. while you out and I feel like so many people forget to do this and then that's where <laughs> the chaos yeah. ensues I want to yeah. know what your favorite pre-party meal is favorite pre-party meal is definitely burger and chips I know it sounds terrible guys please don't judge me um but <laughs> I'm just a burger and chips kind of girl um love burger and chips and uh if it's not a burger and chips and it's a toasted cheese with raw onion <laughs> and chips um and I think I I I never used to drink responsibly. Like I said, I had to ask myself a lot of questions. Um, and I think also doing that campaign helped me reinforce like check before we go out today, we're eating. And and mm. it wasn't even just a day of going out. It was on like even a hectic school day or a hectic work day if we're doing a lot of shows. And then I would be really dizzy or, or nauseous because I hadn't eaten or because I hadn't, you know, fueled my body. Um, so I think it works all around. It's not really like... If you're turning up, I think if you're going to have a hectic day, it's important to feel your body and take care of this machine that takes care of you, you know. So always eat before you go out, um, especially before you drink and try and mix that stuff up with some water, guys. <laughs> I mean, when we were young, you'd always hear, or younger, because we're still young, you'd always hear yes, like eating is cheating, you know. Or yeah, 100%. And it's so bad. We're doing such irreparable damage to our bodies. But a toasted cheese with raw onion and chips sounds like the best meal to line your stomach Thank before you go so out. I'm not much. even going to lie. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite. It's my favorite. You can add jalapenos if you're into spice. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, I love, I love everything mm -hmm. spicy. I go through like two, mm -hmm. two chilies in a meal. Oh, I love that. Oh, thank God. We can hang. 
<laughs> well, I remember the last time we spoke, you said that you love Indian food. And I still have to hit up that love. curry place that you told me about. <gasps> yes. We have to do that. Yes. I found another one in Joburg. Oh, yes? So, yeah, we're good in any city at the moment. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay. Okay. No, but seriously, that's <laughs> on my list. Like, I have not forgotten. But I was wondering, Yay. We now we know what your pre-party meal is. But what would your death row meal be? Like the meal that you <gasps> eat before out. it's tickets, yeah. Um, hmm. So it would be, I, could it just be like a mukbang situation? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, definitely. Crumb mushrooms. Okay, I would have crumb mushrooms. I would have chips, fried chips. I would also mm. have like the most delicious Greek salad. With a side of curry and naan bread. Sounds crazy, hey? <laughs> what kind of naan? Oh, garlic naan, garlic naan. I'm hungry. Food, 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 glorious food. Uh, yeah, what would your death row meal be? So when I was, I think about 12... I went on a holiday with my parents. So I'm an only child. Very strange for an Italian family. But apparently my father says he <laughs> believes in quality over quantity. But <laughs> I'll oh leave that gosh. for another day. So, <laughs> oh, that's sweet. so when I was 12 or 13, my parents and I went on holiday to this really beautiful place just outside Francia called Bois-la-Motte. And I remember because I remember it so vividly because it was Easter and the weather was really shit and it was like rainy. Um, and the owner of the farm had these crayfish tails that I don't know if he like caught them or he bought an excess of. But anyway, this farm is also a wine farm. So and my parents love wine. I wasn't drinking back in the day because I was 12. <laughs> but <laughs> the owner had given them a whole bunch of of bottles of wine to try out and it was uh easter the day before easter sunday so it was saturday and he walked past and he was like oh we've i've got all of these crayfish tails you know do you want some and then he gave my mm. my mom and my dad like six and my dad made this garlic butter and he bribed these crayfish tails and then my mother made this everything salad like you know like a garden oh, salad gosh. but also a greek oh. salad and then she made this incredible like honey mustard dressing and then yes, my father put yes. me in charge of doing like um a garlic bread you know like because we had a french oh, loaf goodness. and then he was like this is how you make the garlic butter and they put it on the bread and then we bried that um and i remember how that everything tasted i remember how the salad the crayfish tails, the garlic bread. I remember how everything tasted. And I may or may not have had a sneaky, sneaky sip of Chardonnay, maybe. <laughs> Just a small one. Of course, tiny one. of course. <laughs> but that, oh my God, would, hilarious. that would hands down be my death row meal with a bottle of wine included. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that sounds perfect. Like I literally can taste that whole meal. Minus the crayfish. I've never I never had that. But like the everything salad was a bit greeky, but with some honey mustard sauce and garlic bread. Are you kidding me? Homemade? Nah. Can't Homemade. Go wrong. I'm into that one. I don't know how yeah. I don't know how you feel about fish, but crayfish tails, if they're cooked correctly, especially if they're bride. It's flaky and buttery. It doesn't taste fishy. It's just like melt in your mouth 
flesh. That's what it is. It's just incredible. Like oh, if you ever yeah, have the chance to try a crayfish tail, babe, order it. <laughs> order it. Okay. Okay. I think I'm going to kill this vegetarian life and try a crayfish tail. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. No, have- I'm not. I'm not. But like, oh, it sounds good. How long have you been vegetarian for? On the 8th of October, it'll be three years. Wow. That's incredible. I know, right? It's honestly, it's just like I love meat. Um, absolutely love meat. But it, uh, it's just something that I've been able to commit to. And I'm happy about that. You know, it's not anything mm. too deep. It's not like a meat is murder situation. It's just, <laughs> it's just a commitment to self that I'm, I'm, I'm upholding until I need to. Yeah. When I lived in Joburg, I the the apartment that I shared, well, the the person that I shared an apartment with was vegetarian. And I mean, you know, growing up in an Italian household, you don't even know what vegetarianism means. So <laughs> to, to to move away from Cape Town, away from my family, and to move in with my friend, and I felt bad eating meat around him. And he was, you know, very happy. He was like, "Listen, so long as you like wash your stuff and like don't prepare it." like near my food like I'm I'm fine um so but I just also I just felt bad so (laughs) no so during lockdown the whole of lockdown because we got locked down together thankfully we were good friends otherwise it would have ended badly um the whole of lockdown I was vegetarian and honestly I felt so good but also when I started eating meat again I appreciated it, but also I felt different when I ate meat. I don't necessarily know if it was a good different or a bad different, but I could definitely feel Mm. that I'd eaten meat, which is really interesting because I became so much more aware of what it was that I put in my body. And like during lockdown, I stopped smoking, shake, like I barely drank anything, obviously because it was prohibition and everything was so expensive. Um, well, I mean, if you were being sneaky and buying on the sly, like some people were. <clears throat> um, so <laughs> I, think, I think that that a, a lockdown, yeah, for me, was really great in a bunch of ways. But yeah, as soon as I smelt my first stick of bulldog, that was it. I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. You know, meat is, meat is great. Meat is great. And, but also there's more, like, there is something to it. Like, I don't know what it is. I think it was like that for me as well. I was eating a piece of chicken at a festival and I was like, I just looked at my friend and I was like, I think this is the last day. And I remember it because it was in the city on the 8th of October, like two years, three years ago. And I was like, this is the last time I'm eating meat. Um, And that was just it. I I don't know. There was something in me that just wanted to take a break from it. Um, So I don't know if it's a forever thing, you know, because meat is amazing. And my, my, Mm -hmm. my favorite meat meal is definitely ribs and chips. Um, so I just wanted to take a break from it and the break ended up being three years. So, yeah. Yeah. I suppose if it makes you feel better, you know, if it makes you feel, if it's a lifestyle choice and it's just. I don't know. The crayfish is sounding great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be. I'm shake, I don't want to be responsible for you breaking your your three uh, vegetarian streak, please. I strike what I said about no. about that meal. It's not my death row meal. My death row meal is a packet of flings. It's not that great. <laughs> not that great. A packet of flings. 
<laughs> can you can you imagine if somebody asks like what's your death row meal i just want a packet of flings no no oh, so that packet will, um, will end so fast i'd need like two packets of flings oh. but i i wanted to ask you about kenya because it warms my heart so much i can't tell you how excited i am to start seeing people move around and perform and i i know that you love Kenya and Kenyans love you. So I want to know what that experience was like traveling again, getting on the plane and like performing in front of an audience and then also getting to reunite with Beatty as well because I know she's your girl. Yeah, geez, text like, oh, so good for the soul. <laughs> it was so good for the soul. Um, yeah, it was so good to stamp the passport to feel like, <laughs> that this is your job, you know, like this is, this is what you, this is what you want to do. I think for a while I was just like, no, I think I need to let go of that for now. And like, just focus on writing songs and making music and like, forget about the performing side of things and connecting and stuff. So to be able to have that opportunity to travel again was just such a beautiful experience. Like to be with the team again was lovely. Um, We've done like a hundred pre-records in the past two years. I keep wow. saying a hundred. I'm sure it's not a hundred, but <laughs> it feels like a hundred. Um, and it feels so good to. It felt so good to be at a festival, um, to get onto stage. Um, to it was the first time I heard people sing songs off of Trouble in Paradise. Because um, I also don't perform songs off of Trouble in Paradise. Um, if I'm doing a pre-record, I've been saving it. And I think I saved it for that show in Kenya. And then we'll be going to Malawi at the at the end of October. So I'm excited again for that. Um, and honestly, it's such a heartwarming feeling. Um, such, like, it's just making me emotional thinking about it. So good to be on stage. Um, so good uh, to remember what it felt like. And also to remember that I used to take that feeling for granted and be so exhausted and like oh do I have to and now I'm like yo this is everything this means the world to me um and I'm just grateful that I got to experience it again I don't care um if I don't get to do it again or whatever but yeah now I'm just gonna savor every moment that I have uh, when I travel and I went out because before I would just travel and be like no I need to sleep I'm exhausted um yeah, I was just, I think I was before it was just like we had so much opportunity that we didn't we didn't see the value in much, you know, and now I'm in the space where I'm like, I'm not sleeping. I'm going to try Kenyan food tonight. I'm going to see this. And then we ended up bumping into Zeke's. Zeke's Pantwini had a show the next day. So it's just like I'm very into living at the moment. I love that. I'm very into living at the moment because, I mean, yeah. lockdown put a cap on that for a lot of us, you know, especially when our day-to-day -day vibes are tied up in moving, getting on a plane, going to 100%. new places, meeting new people. You know, when entertainment yeah. is your job to be confined to one space, it's hard. It's hard. But what, what's next on the cards for you? Um, so I think what's next for me is just really trying to bring the album to life um, as much as I can with uh, the new restrictions um, 
and also like just having figured out what people like about the album um, and what they what they're attached to, you know, and bring those songs to life more. The I Love It Cheers, the Insecures, you know, um, all the Diamonds do, <laughs> the girls like Diamonds do. Um, so I think I'm excited to to somehow bring the album to life, whether it's more music videos. I know we did shoot a music video for Questions. Um, that's not out yet. We shot a documentary for Trouble in Paradise. That's not out yet. So it's not that... You know, it's just kind of sitting on everything and waiting for um, the right time and waiting to do things in a great way. So hopefully people can get to see more visuals and intimate performances of the album, obviously, within our regulations. You know, I'm going to be very honest right now. I've never seen you perform. So I have to change that very very soon in the near future. So you have to promise to keep me in the loop and let me know where you're going to be performing within South African borders. <laughs> Otherwise I have to fly to Kenya. <laughs> so, to so that I can, Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to be like, I'm globe trying oh. somewhere. Oh. Cause I'm so great and wonderful. So. <laughs> <laughs> when's, when's the South African gig, huh? When's the next Rose Fest? Okay, so Rose Fest is oh this oh this so Rose Fest is definitely happening next year. Like I, I just feel it okay. in my bones. Um but I think uh hopefully twenty twenty two, you know? We thought twenty twenty one, but we move. Um I hope twenty twenty two, uh geez, like Rose Fest has been in my mind and in my heart a lot, just thinking about how beautiful it was and like how great it was. Um and I just kind of don't want to um, descale it anymore. I want to do it on mm-hmm. on its original <laughs> scale, its original blueprint. I want to make sure people get to ride the Ferris wheel. And I want to make sure everything is as it was, but better. Um, so I'm hoping 2022 we can do Rose Fest. I don't think it necessarily has to always fall in Women's Month. Um, that's also a narrative we're trying to change. We're trying to celebrate women mm-hmm. um, all year round, not just in August. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. There's such cool things we're trying to do. We're trying to hold space. Um, we're trying to hold space uh, in in the creative space and trying to, I'm trying to be a, a place um, for people to uh, kind of like come to and, and, and I'm trying to be there for up and coming artists. I'm trying to make sure everyone has what they need. Um, So there's a lot of things that I'm trying to do, but also just trying to take it step by step and not rush anything. I want everything to be divinely orchestrated at the same time. So uh, yeah, that's why I never kind of rush to do anything or to release or to drop or yeah. So that's really, it's a long winded answer, but there's a lot happening. (laughs) Well, Well done for not compromising on quality. I think that that's very important. There are a lot of people who just put on an event for the sake of putting on an event. But there are lots of things that we need to do in the next next few months. I need to see you perform live. Yes. (laughs) We need to get a curry. (laughs) Oh, please. And I need to order a lobster tail. Yeah. I'll have the garlic bread, though, and the salad. (laughs) I'm into that. what I'll do is like I'll order a crayfish tail and you can just smell it and I like get a whiff of it and then, oh, and then I'll teach you how to make love the garlic that. bread. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank you. That sounds fun. 
Thanks for joining me for this special episode of Text Talks, the Red Edition. Be sure to check out Radisson Red Rose Bank Johannesburg at radissonhotels.com and across all social platforms at Radisson Red Rose Bank. Or if you're in the Rosebank area, why not take a stroll past Radisson Red and snap your own selfie in front of their statement Red Angel Wings. Everyone's welcome. <laughs>